really don't know because you don't know what we're trying to do. You guys don't look at the films. You don't know what happened. You really don't know. You think you know, but you don't know. And you never will. Greetings, Zach Klein from WSB Channel 2, along with uh, Jeffrey Schultz from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Jeff is in spring training, Central Florida, at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. He's been hanging out there for the last few days. He's not talking baseballs. He's talking his second favorite passion. That, of course, is the NRA and guns. (laughs) Schultz, you made some news uh, visiting with Chipper Jones. Um, What I love about Chipper, and I know you could probably attest to this as well, you will always get an honest response from Mr. Jones. Yeah, you know, I, I had this idea about a week ago, Zach. Um, I knew Chipper was down here, and I really didn't want to just do the same old thing everybody was writing, which is, you know, how great he is, and he's going into the Hall of Fame. And we've had a million stories on that, and we're going to have a million more. And the great thing about Chipper, Zach, is, you know, you could pretty much throw any topic at him, and he'll respond, and he'll respond honestly and emotionally and and just it's it's completely unscripted which is why i love the man and mm-hmm. why i hope he's always around for me to write about right. him <laughs> before i retire <laughs> but this this topic i um uh, you know about gun potential gun legislation and all the mass shootings that have gone on i really didn't know how whether he would respond to it i, I knew he would have an opinion i knew he would not be quote-unquote politically correct because that's not chipper I assumed he would go in one of two directions. Either he would say, "Uh, Jeff, I'm just not going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Or, or he would say everything that was on his mind. Um, And I figured if he said anything, everything that was on his mind, we'd get sort of the context of some of the things he said. And, um, you know, the way I set it up with him and people will say, well, why would you want to talk to Chipper Jones about gun control? Well, there's several reasons. I mean, number one, um, he's the father of six. So if, with uh, kids ages from 13 months to 20 years old. So obviously, like any parent, um, you know, anytime there's a mass school shooting, you're going to think of your kids and their safety. Uh, number two, he's from the state of Florida, um, where this last shooting unfortunately happened. Um, and he's an avid outdoorsman, uh, an avid uh, an avid hunter. He's He's been shooting guns since the age of five. And so I, I knew he would have a position and a thought, some, you know, thoughts on this subject i just didn't know if he would necessarily talk about it i thought he was the perfect guy to go to jeff so well done on getting it done because you know he would spend as much time when he was with the braves at turner field inside the cages as he would inside the cages at turner field practicing his bow hunting i mean he literally had a a target set up in the annals of turner field where he could practice his passion you mentioned him having uh you know access in in a professional and respectful manner to guns to bows to arrows basically since he can remember and you know when you watch one of those zillion airings of you know uh what do they call them on fox sports during rain delays uh with, with chipper jones and he they do this thing that will last forever and chipper's wearing like his hunting and bow gear you know he doesn't yes. dress up he doesn't kind of you know uh you know wear a, a quarter zip and pretend no he is who he is man he is is country strong he loves the outdoors loves hunting loves everything about it so the fact you can get him discussing his passion and you know with with kids i thought it was fascinating so here are a few things that he i pulled from your conversation with him um and first and foremost was the beginning of your conversation with future hall of famer chipper jones on ak-47s 
I believe in our uh, constitutional right to bear arms and protect ourselves. Um, but I do not believe that there's any need for civilians to own assault rifles. I just don't, you know. Uh, I grew up in a town where, you know, two-thirds of the people who came to school drove trucks and had hunting rifles and hunting shotguns in their gun racks, in their trucks. Never at any point did anyone ever pull one out and say, I'm going to kill somebody. Whenever there was a disagreement, we threw knuckles, you know? I mean, we, we, we meet after school and we fight, you know? I mean, that's just the way it was. It was the way it was. Chipper Jones saying, uh, you know, his his thoughts on the, on the AK-47s. And as you knew, Jeff, the moment you press send on your article for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution yeah. on this topic... Well, how long did it take for somebody to hit you up and just basically crush you for on, for gun rights? Um, I, I didn't go on Twitter right away, but <laughs> smart but man. I think, but I think certainly, um, you know, you know the topics uh, in our industry. You 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 come to learn your readers, and you know what subjects are going to be polarizing. And certainly, gun rights is um, much like race and so many other things. Yep. Or, sexuality, a, re, sexuality yeah, religion, it, sure, politics. Yeah, it, Exactly. It's, it's as polarizing as, as you can get. And, and, um, but see, that's why I sort of thought Chipper's position would be interesting because, you know, here's a guy who's as old school country, you know, to choose the, to use the term he's even used redneck, you mm-hmm. know, shooting guns since he was five hunting since he was a the young dude went age. to school I mean, with a gun rack in his car. I mean, right. And, <laughs> and, and guns in the gun rack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in the school parking lot. I mean, it's just, um, and so, but yeah, I knew, I knew what the response would be. I knew what the reaction would be. I, I was talking to Chipper this morning, um, about it. And, and I said, Hey, look, if I, I, for, I, he went on Twitter last night, he did respond to a few people. Um, I said, if it's any consolation, you know, if I, if I checked all my emails and Twitter and Facebook shares and everything else, you know, it's, it's about 80% in favor of what he said, mm-hmm. but that, you know, 20%, 10 to 20% is a very loud, very loud. Minority. For sure. And you'll never change and, their minds. I mean, I had somebody no, hit me no, up on Twitter no, saying, Hey, there's been a huge absolutely. increase of people using mm-hmm. vehicles to drive into large crowds over the last two years. Are we going to ban cars next? We need you to deal with the root of the issue. And this gentleman uh, on Twitter was basically saying that the root of the evil in his eyes was parents not being there and, and shining a good light and example for their kids and you actually talked to chipper about this and this is what chipper had to say about parents stepping up and being more of a father and mother figure to their kids i think it's hit a lot closer to home this time which is why we're seeing it so much i'm sure that there were probably movements you know let's say after columbine in colorado maybe we didn't hear as much about it you know then but uh you know for the for the backlash to be coming down on the president or the backlash to be coming down on the NRA, things such as that. I think that's a little unfair um, because the bottom line is we as individuals, we as parents, we as a country, you know, we got to take responsibility for, for our own actions. And, you know, mental health 
is also a big issue. Mm -hmm. You know, we can sit here and argue about, you know, whether there were signs or not, but, you know, really, you know, the FBI or, you know, whoever's in authority, we have the freedom of speech. We can talk all we want, and they can be on somebody's radar, but until they actually do something mm -hmm. physically, their hands are tied, and 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 God, just uh, it, it's really a it's it's really such a gray area, you know. I really don't know, you know, how to how to police this stuff. It's tough. Yeah, you know, certainly we could have a whole another debate on corporal punishment and everything like that. I, I it, but here's the thing, and and this is where people who really dig in on one side or the other, I think they're just sort of blinded to this. There's no one reason for anything. Okay. Right. So I mean, mental illness obviously is a major issue and that's certainly part of it. A lack of discipline in the home or by the parents or, or at schools not being tough enough, uh, tough as they used to. That's certainly part of it too. There's a whole myriad of issues. Um, but that doesn't mean, um, even if you have all those other issues that, that weapons like AR 15s or whatever should be allowed. And, and again, I mean, as it was in the article, it wasn't originally designed to be for public sale. It was originally designed to be a military weapon. Um, of course, gun rights people are all upset because it's referred to by Chipper and many people as an assault weapon. You could go online and this is like the major dispute. Oh, it's not even an assault weapon, you know, mm. basically because it's not fully automatic. I mean, I get that gun people, trust me. But um, there's a debate about what it is. But that's, again, that's not, call it what you want. To me, that's like getting into semantics or whatever sure. the context of what he's saying is really what's most important and you know you don't need an ar-15 to to defend yourself you don't need an ar-15 to certainly to hunt i mean if you blow up an animal with an ar-15 you've got shredded beef already right chip 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 chipper hunts with a bow and arrow okay mm -hmm. i mean so um I, I just yeah so i uh again i knew it would be a, a hot button topic um, I'm glad I did it. I know he's glad he talked about it. He's really just trying, he's not trying to pick a fight or start a fight. He's trying to open a dialogue, um, which, which is what we're having in this country right now. Um, he's not certainly anti second amendment. The man mm. owns six guns. Right. Um, he, uh, it's just, it's, it's more about understanding what you need and what you don't need. And there's a lot of paranoia out there and there's a very polarizing topic and I get that, but you know, here's where we are. And here is what Chipper had to say about civilians owning uh, AR-15s or AK-47s. Um, I would like to see something happen, and, and I, I liken it to, you know, getting rid of drugs. You're not going to get rid of all the guns, um, but I think you, you know, AR, AR-15s and AK-47s and all this kind of stuff, those belong in the hands of soldiers those belong in the hands of people who know how to operate them whose lives depend on them operating them um, not not with civilians you know I have no problem with you know hunting rifles and, and shotguns and you know pistols and whatnot but man yeah I'm, I'm totally against civilians having those kind of automatic and semi-automatic weapons. 
Couldn't agree with him more. I mean, I'm all for the Second Amendment. I'm all for protecting yourself and your family. But when it comes to assault rifles and uh, those types of weapons, I I cannot see a reason for it. So when they're so available and they get into these other facets of the conversation that Jeffy talked about, because it's not just one issue, whether it's, you know, the the abuse or the mentally ill uh, or folks who can just, you know, go on the black market, pay cash and get one of these types of weapons with no background checks. I I personally have a problem with that. Everything else, you know, if you're a law abiding citizen and you're of age, amen, more power to you. That's what makes this country uh, the best in the world. You know, but I do agree with Chipper on, you know, no access for, you know, civilians when it comes to these types of weapons. And, and, you know, he, he delved into the age thing too, how he, he's totally in favor of raising the age limit from 18 to 21. And, uh, he knew that would ruffle some feathers also. Obviously that's something that the NRA is against. And by the way, I want to, I want to say too, that he does think that the NRA in general and, and, and even president Trump are getting more criticism than they deserve on the subject that he he does put the responsibility in the hands of the people um but clearly these are some uh initiatives that and you know legislation that he believes needs to take place um and look it's not a coincidence i mean if you look at you know 10 i think it's 10 mass shootings since 2004 whenever it is they're all with gunmen who used ar-15s i mean it's not like (laughs) Mm -hmm. you talk we talk about analytics and sports there's something pretty obvious here and and it just I, it's not going to solve the problem completely but i think it would go it would go a ways to um to helping it yeah it's just hard to fathom man i mean ever since this went down i've been getting up early to make sure i see my kids and, and kiss them and hug them and you know go to school and i just you just can't fathom as a parent you know kissing your kids goodbye getting on the bus and, and never seeing them again you think they're the Absolutely. Uh, the safest place so uh, yeah. you know definitely thoughts and you know we say this thoughts and prayers to those involved in another mass shooting uh, i hope the conversation stays alive i hope you have uh, you know educational and you know some deep debates on on the topic and it stays on the forefront of our of our minds and of our you know news cycle in a cycle that lasts usually only 24 hours because it's a, it's a very serious topic and you know, you saw obviously what uh, you know the tragedy in uh, in, in Texas and in, in Las Vegas, and obviously here in Florida, and just uh, 2018 and the later part of 2017. So um, it's sickening. It's it gets you fired up and angry. Uh, you know, watching these the, these poor parents and brothers and sisters having to bury their sister or brother or their uh, son or daughter. So uh, I can't put my place uh, in myself in that place. I can't get there. Uh, so all I can say is, uh, you know, Godspeed, and we're thinking of you. Um, we tried to turn the page and, uh, you know, talk about why. Another reason why you're there is just to check in on the 2018 Braves. Anything uh, stood out to you so far? I know on uh, Monday was the first time we saw regular starters for the big league ball club playing a spring training game. And what do you know? They win. Ronald Acuna with a couple hits. Uh, Kurt Suzuki going two for two with an RBI. Uh, you know, Julio Tehran got his first start of spring, went just two innings. But overall, big picture, Jeff, um, anything standing out in your eyes or just one of those things where everybody's excited and a lot of optimism because they haven't played a single game that counts? Yeah, I mean, I think the good and the bad. We talk about the game today. Um, this is, like you said, this is the first one where they had their regulars in. The lineup was as close to what potentially might be a regular season lineup as we've had so far. Um, this is this being the fourth game of the preseason um acuna was was impressive i mean he ran down a ball in left field uh he went he scored from first base on a double and he scored 
in a breeze. I mean, it's amazing how, to, how fast he got around the bases. The kid's good. And I, I wrote about him today. Um, it'll be on, it's online now to be in, in Tuesday's AJC in the, that old thing we call print. Um, but he's, he's the real deal. Now, you know, I, the position I took in the column is, is let's not all get too excited because we were here last year with Dansby, Dansby Swanson. We know what happened. Um, and, and basically what I wrote in addition to obviously talking to Toronto and, and a few teammates is is let's not overdo it let's not put too much pressure on this kid's shoulders let's not have a bobblehead night or slap him on <laughs> right <laughs> let's just at, he's he's 20 years old people let him just try to develop and and there's some good comments in there from Marcakis and freeman and yes even dansby swanson um on the topic and sort of alluding to what he went through last year and and um he basically just said ronald Acuna is going to have to go through it Acuna's is fine he doesn't seem phased by anything but until you fully go through it, you just don't know. And I just, you know, to me, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if he doesn't make the team out of spring training. Oh, yeah, they. I mean, for the yeah, Braves, you know. they have to send him down and start the year, whatever that rule is, where you own another year of his contract for you know yeah. minimal. They, they're going right. to do that. They have to do that. It'd be the smartest thing they right. can do. But let's also be real and see how it plays out over the course of the next six weeks. I mean, I kind of, um, you know, liken him, Jeff, to that five-star you know, point guard or small forward who lit it up in AAU, who lit it up in high school, was really good in college, came out, was one and done, and then's going after the John Walls, the Boogie Cousins, the, uh, you know, some of these these grown-ass men, and then you're going in to face a, a Max Serger, uh, a, a Clayton Kershaw. These guys are like, all right, listen, you 20-year-old pup, welcome to the big leagues. And yeah, I think exactly. you get that that whole holy you-know-what moment where like, you know, this is not – single a double a now too i say that but i've also got to give this guy this credit because he did improve jeff every step of minor league baseball from instructional league to single a double a and then obviously with triple a gwinnett last year he made the most of those opportunities improved every step of the way so i tip my cat to the uh, hat to him but there's just a big difference between succeeding going yard getting on base stealing bases and scoring in gwinnett than they are against some of these you know right-handers and left-handers you're going to see in the show yeah yeah the old joke in baseball and i'm not saying this is ronald acuna but when you see a guy exceed in the in the minor league but then every time you call him up he's just he's not that good as they you know you call him a 4a player right. you know there's no 4a <laughs> yeah. but but um but the you know the the interesting thing about Acuna is is not only did he go up from single A to double A to triple A last year all in the same year his average actually went up right. which each at each level mm-hmm. um, and here's a guy who should be everybody should be reminded he was not a touted prospect this is this guy was an undrafted free agent he was uh, give it up to copy one, there you go yeah actually it was Frank Rent <laughs> Frank Rent it was one of Frank Rent scouts back in 2014 they gave him a hundred thousand dollars and. I said to him through an interpreter day, I said, you know, you weren't really a top prospect. And he responded in Spanish. He goes, I was not even a prospect. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he knew, he knew where he came from, but, but he, he said he always was confident that, um, that he could make it. Mm-hmm. And confidence um, is a big thing and, with this guy. And that's what I love about him yes. is if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk it. He comes in with the chain, the hat kind of tilted to the side, but he's backing yeah. it up. And that's all I could ask for from anyone. If you're going to talk mm-hmm. some smack, back it up between the lines. And so far that's what he's doing. So much love to Ronald Acuna. Uh, we'll see him hopefully start the season 
season in uh, AAA, and then the Braves can own another year of his contract, and then they uh, will have him you know, relatively cheap for the next, uh, you know, what, four to six years. Any other guys you have your eyes on as you get set to um, spend your final few days in spring training before you head back to Atlanta? Uh, well, I, I talked to Freddie Freeman the other day. Um, he looks very good. Um, he looks healthy. I'll have something on him probably uh, at the end of the week. Uh, I'll have another column with Chipper Jones. Actually, I did not talk to him about only gun control. <laughs> I did talk to him about other things. He had some very interesting things to say about how his life has changed, uh, his family, his kids. And he told me what his dream job with the Braves would be. Um, so that I'll, hmm. I'll write about that later in the week. And, can you give uh, us a today, tease on that? Spoiler? Can you can you give me well, a, a little well, nugget I here? Tell you, I can tell you that he um, he does not want to be a coach. He reaffirmed that. He doesn't want to be a coach or a manager. I think his, his words were, you couldn't pay me enough money in the world to manage. <laughs> but but I, I will tell does you Does he want to go against like, Freeze and run him yeah, in the outfield? I don't, I don't know. He didn't even like running when he was playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we can rule um, that out. Yeah. But I know I'll tell you, I mean, he, he would love to be in the front office. Mm. He, he would love he would love to have a front office position right now. He's um, he's he's basically a Roman minor league instructor and he likes that. He likes what he's doing. He likes going around working with kids. But I think he'd like to be a little bit hands on in terms of, you know, helping, you know, form this organization and bring it back to where it's where it was. But he's good right now. Um, he's he's good right now with what he's doing. That's great to have, um, to have peace, to leave the game, you know, relatively on your own yeah. terms, to have a beautiful, healthy family, to be here, to still have your foot in that door where you can go on your own. Hey, I want to go to Amarillo, Texas and scout, and then I want to come home and see the family, and then I want to go right. to Syracuse and then come back. I, I, I mean, I think that's a win-win for everybody because as long as you can associate your brand with Chipper Jones, uh, I think you take advantage of that situation all day. Absolutely. And he's just, he just seems very happy now, happier than I remember him being in a, in a long time. And I think that starts with, with his home life. Um, and then the other thing uh, that the final column, I, I'll probably write in the next day or two is I, I spoke Julio Jones, Julio Jones, excuse not him. That would be a surprise. <laughs> Julio Tehran um, pitched, pitched today. He did not look that great, Zach, but it's, I mean, you're not going to make any conclusions. This is his first start in spring. Um, but he, here's a guy who's really got to prove something. He, he hasn't been the same pitcher. He was, um, a few years ago, um, he's, his, his ERA has been inflated the last few years. Now, granted, the teams haven't been very good either, but I don't think he's developed like a lot of people thought he would. And I think Julio Tehran's got something to prove this year. Um, and we'll wait to see if he does. Um, so yeah. I'll have something on him and we'll see what, We'll see what he does this year. Great minds think alike. Uh, so look forward to seeing that uh, Julio Tehran piece in the Atlanta Journal of Constitution coming up uh, on the Channel 2 Action News at 6. Uh, we also uh, visit with Julio Tehran, who is coming off a career high in terms of home runs allowed, a career high in terms of runs allowed of 13 losses from a year ago. And he did it predominantly by getting rocked at home, one of the friendliest hitter ballparks in all of baseball. Uh, but you're right, Jeff, to take that next step at this level, it has to come between the ears. And I think sometimes he gets a little pouty, gets a little down on himself, needs to mature a little bit more uh, on the mound. I mean, Mike fulton has said the same, that when things go bad, you just can't try to throw it as hard as you can because if you miss, these guys are so good, they're going to hit it 480 feet. So looking forward to hearing from Tehran and also reading him online. Um, Jeff, great stuff, man. I love the conversation you had with Chipper. Uh, it was great to get somebody who's just raw and honest and, uh, you know, is so close to all uh, aspects of the issue. So uh, kudos to you, man. It was a great read. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. All right. Safe travels back to Atlanta. Thanks for listening to the We Never Played the Game podcast, folks. Uh, we hope this finds you well. For Jeff Schultz of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, I'm Zach Klein from WSB Channel 2. You've been listening to the We Never Played the Game podcast. <laughs>